Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, where we are remapping minds so you can create a life you design. This podcast is all about planting new thought seeds, breaking generational cycles, and creating new legacies for ourselves and the generations beyond. Here, you will hear topics that empower your minds to go deeper, touching topics that most people may not think to think about. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne, a master hypnotherapist, coach, and trainer of neuro-linguistic programming, and the founder of the Mind Remapping Academy. I am here to put you back in the driver's seat of your mind so that you can have the deepest experiences of joy, success, freedom, fulfillment, and peace of mind in all areas of your life. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can stay in the know every time we release another mind remapping meal for you. Let's go. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our Mind Remapping NLP Coach Training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good day, everyone. I'm Dr. Maisha, and um, welcome to this uh episode of the Black Mind Garden. And um, it's time to retrain your brain. So let's go. Um, So I'm super excited uh, about what um, we're talking about today. And it's interesting because this conversation came up. Now, you know, I always, I always base these topics on conversations that I'm having with people real time. And because of the work that I do around communication flexibility, around emotional flexibility and and fluency, uh, we always go down these various conversational uh, rabbit holes. And I love them because, you know, those of you who know me, who follow me, who listen to the podcast, I just truly geek out over this stuff. So, Today I'm, 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 we're talking about this, this distinction, power and force. Now, um, I remember power and force um, in physics, but I'm not going to bore you with the, <laughs> the, the, the physics version of it. But I want to talk about, you know, how sometimes we think we're being powerful when in fact we're confusing, we're confusing uh, power with force. And if you think about, you know, and when I talk about this, I'm going to talk about this dynamic in several different contexts. So we can talk about it in the realm of communication because, well, that's what I do. But also just in, in moving through life in general. So I'm going to start big picture and then I'm going to chunk it down in a little bit into how we interact with others. So we move about life and we have these goals and sometimes we are, um, we come up these on these obstacles, right? We come up on these obstacles in our goals. 
let's say, you know, we are striving for to improve our leadership or we're striving to get to a certain place in our career or we're wanting to start a business um, or we're wanting to start a family and be in a relationship and we can come up, we're going to always come up on these various obstacles. And sometimes we try to push through. We want to push through and we want to try to force a solution. So I'm, I'm going to use these words. We're going to force a force a solution. And you probably have um, have experienced this before. And I'm going to talk about it from the standpoint of being a parent and, and, and being an auntie and doing this with kids. And you know how when you tell a kid to do something, especially when they're of the age where they can uh, speak back to you and have a response, that many times you know, sometimes uh, they'll just comply. But many times, especially in those preteen, teen years, you get that resistance that I don't want to, you know, <laughs> like I don't have to and I don't want to and whatever they say. You know, Can't we, can I just do it this way? Are you always, are you never? These are the things we experience as parents and, and probably I imagine as educators in, in, you know, in schools. And so you get this resistance and, the old school way. Now I'm I'm an I'm a ex gen. So the old school way that I was accustomed to, how I was accustomed to being dealt with, and how uh, I was accustomed to seeing, is force. You're gonna do it because I said so. You're gonna do it or else. You're gonna do it like that's sort of the way that in which that I was brought up is that's the way we were taught, and that is the use of force. Right? We're gonna force you to do it. And, and there's this um, inflexibility of behavior that is associated with that, right? This inability to be flexible in the communication <clears throat> that would motivate one like me, or in my case, like my son, to want to do the thing that, that um, is being asked of them or to consider doing the thing, even if they don't want to do the thing that is being asked of them. So, and in, in life, you know, we're going through goals and we release and, and, and we come up, up against the obstacle. We often push through and force our way. So like as physicians in our training, when we're tired, we push through the fatigue. When we, um, when things are hard, we push through, right? We push through the obstacle and that's using force. And, and what we're finding now in our community that pushing through. We learn to push through. We learn to push through obstacles and that becomes a habit. And it can, you know, it can be useful in certain situations, but as a way of being, as a way of life in all of, in all areas of life, it is not the healthiest way to be, right? So if you're always pushing through, then what happens is eventually you begin to ignore the signals that are coming from your body, the universe, other people, that your force is not working. And so we have to then begin to ask the question, well, what is the alternative to using force that would make moving and navigating obstacles in life and with people easier? And that's when we start to get into the conversation of flexibility of behavior. Now, there's an assumption in the work that I do when I teach in neurolinguistic programming that says the person or the system with the most flexibility of behavior will control the system. Now I'll break that down. What that actually means is that the more flexibility of behavior 
And when I say behavior, I mean communication. I mean listening. I mean the ability to critically think, like our flexibility of thinking, flexibility of emotion and emotional regulation. The more flexibility we have that we develop ourselves to be flexible, the easier it will be to navigate obstacles as they come up because they will always come up. Obstacles and objections and resistance is part of life. So when we begin to develop and expand our flexibility in various areas. Now, you know, you may have flexibility in communication, but, but maybe there's a learning edge for flexibility of emotional regulation or emotion in, or the, the capacity to feel emotion in general. Because if you're anything like me, I was brought up to leave your feelings at the door. Like you're in our training, as physicians, leave your feelings at the door. And I know there are many other industries out there that have the same philosophy. Now we're just starting to get into the realm where soft, what they call them, soft skills or essential skills, and people are recognizing what they call emotional intelligence, which as a it, as of a conversation earlier with a colleague today, we have, have um, renamed it emotional flexibility or even emotional fluency. We were having this conversation earlier about the expansion of our, of our flexibility or our fluency in behavior. Because when we begin, be, when we're able to be more fluid, um, you ever, I don't know if, if, if any of you are listening have heard of, I mean, probably you know of martial arts and you know, you, most people know who Bruce Lee is. And uh, he practiced, you know, the art of, of Kung Fu. And one of the things he was masterful of was redirecting energy, redirecting energy, right? Um, there's a, a Steven Seagal. Yes, Steven Seagal. He practiced uh, Aikido. Aikido. In Aikido, when a person strikes or comes for you, you don't like meet them with force. What you do is you utilize their own energy and redirect it to get them out of the way, take them down, whatever is going to happen. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of striking per se, as much so as there's redirection of energy. So when I talk about flexibility of communication, flexibility of behavior, expansion of our listening and our capacity to be flexible, what I'm talking about is the redirection. How do we redirect conversations? How do we redirect behavior, redirect energy, redirect our own capacity to experience emotion and to regulate ourselves so that we can be powerful in a situation at any given moment. We can manage ourselves powerfully, right? So when we talk about this whole force versus power, force is pushing through while power is the utilization of a situation, a circumstance, communication to be able to navigate it towards, like to, to, to move it towards an outcome that you really want. So I'll give an example, I'll give you several examples actually. I, of course, I'm always giving examples as a parent to child. So I'll give an example there and then you, you know, I'm going to give you the opportunity to think for yourself what that might look like. Um, and because I do, you know, I do work with parents and I do, when I teach NLP, I tend to work with, with, and I'll, and then I'll give you an example as a, from doctor to patient as well, like as how this occurred um, with a patient as well. So now um, my son 
um, we were at the library last week because my son loves the library. Go figure. He loves the library. I love taking him to the library. He goes and searches around for um, for the books. And there's a, a in the kids section. There's librarian in the kids section, and he's looking for a book. And he's and he's like, oh, I'm looking for. The, he comes to me, and says, "Mommy, I'm looking for this book, and I don't know where it is." And I said, "Well, why don't you?" Um, go and ask the librarian if she could find it for you. And, and he says, well, I'm, I'm shy. I'm shy. I mean, I don't know if I could do it. I'm shy. And, you know, I have, um, I, I have a thing about labeling ourselves. Right. So I, I said, I said, okay. I said, are you nervous to go ask? Is that what it is? He said, yeah, I'm a little nervous to go ask. I said, well, um, you know, I thought for a moment, because for me, sometimes I have to think about how I want to handle it to empower him um, and give him an increased choice, right? And so I, I thought for a moment and I said, you know, what if we play a game? <laughs> and, um, and I said, um, let's play a game. Who is uh, a person that you know in your class that's not shy. And he, you know, names a friend who is not shy and uh, his friend Asher. And I said, let's play a game called uh, WWAD. What would Asher do? And so he thought for a moment and I said, maybe you can step into Asher's shoes and think about what Asher might do. And so I saw him make a little movement and then he sat up straight and his chest and his facial expression changed. And he looks at me and says, you know, I'm just going to go do it. I'm just going to go ask that librarian. And that's what he did. He went and he asked the librarian and she was very nice. She got up and she looked for the books and he came back and he was all proud of himself. And, um, and that was just by now in that moment of him, uh, I call it ising, ising himself, like declaring he was shy. I didn't say, oh, you're not that way or, oh, you know, you just like not to invalidate, but to acknowledge, like really look, be curious about what was the experience he was having and then give him um, another scenario of what could be possible by, you know, by allowing him to step into the shoes of someone else and see would that give him an empowerment to go do take the action. And it and it worked. Now sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But that's the whole nature of 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 flexibility. Similarly, I I often one of his chores is taking out the trash. So instead of telling him, "Will you take out the trash?" or no, instead of telling him the trash, take out the trash. Right? <laughs> like that's what most men. Okay, do this, do that. So when it's trash day, I just say it's trash day. Um, would you mind helping me take out the trash? And most of the times he does most of the work. I said, well, I'll do this if you do that. So it's a little bit of negotiation. I'll take the bags out if you take them downstairs and put them in the bin. And then he'll come back and say, do you want me to take them to the curb? And I'd say, oh, that would be wonderful. Now, I, ne I never have to argue with my son about taking out the trash, right? I just ask him, can you help me? And what, and what I'm alluding to here is language flexibility. Oftentimes, you know, we, we, um, we speak in the way that we speak. And when we get resistance, we think the solution is to speak the same way, but louder or stronger. And it's not necessarily the thing to do. 
So when I talk about that power versus versus force, pushing through in communication would be to say the same thing and to say it louder or to say it stronger, you know, or to take a certain stance with it, like, ooh, like make ourselves bigger. I think that's what some predators do. They make themselves bigger, right? And so the powerful way is to think about, well, how else could I potentially communicate and redirect resistance or redirect um, my own like experience of resistance so that I can find another way to communicate that would actually cut through that resistance and have the outcome that the desired outcome for both parties. Like my son feels like he's helped me and he's done a big boy thing and I've, I, the trash is on the curb. Now, uh, as a physician, I used to utilize this with this type of flexibility and conversations with patients all the time, specifically when speaking about lifestyle change and lifestyle choice. And I was really one for nutrition and, and, and teaching my patients how to eat properly. And one of the biggest resistance, of course, I saw a lot of people who are people of color in my practice and, and I live in the South. And so there's a particular way that old, old school people in the South cook and eat and as in, in, helping them to, they were wanting to change their behavior. That's the first thing. They were wanting to change the behavior, but there was resistance because it's how, how do you make my food taste good? And so, you know, the first thing that I used to do would, would ask them, well, what is the, you know, what is the problem? What is it that prevents you from, um, from actually making the change in your behavior, understanding that? So part of being able to be flexible in communication and interaction is to be flexible in listening because listening drives our behavior. And a lot of times in using force, and this is in communication, it's telling someone, telling, 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 rather than dialoguing. And listening opens up dialogue. And so, and asking questions and being curious opens up dialogue as well. So when, when I would speak with my patients, I would always ask questions, well, what prevents you from, right? Not why don't you, right? Because if you think about why don't you, and someone asks you, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you want to do this? Or why do you keep doing that? Well, how does that feel, right? What prevents you from is a different kind of question. It's very nuanced. It's very, very uh, subtle, but it is a big difference in the way it lands. And then you get information and then you can begin to brainstorm and work. And that's redirecting resistance right there in communication. Somebody says, well, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't eat healthy or I can't do this. And you say, well, what prevents you? So these are some of the, and this is just one of the ways that I'm just demonstrating that you can be flexible in communication. And so why would you want that? Why would you want to be flexible? Well, if you are in, in an organization and you are dealing with direct reports, you want to be able to deal with any resistances that come up, any complaints that come up easily. If you are in education, of course, I don't even have to say this to educators because you know all the time, kids are objecting all the time. And it's, it's useful to be able to be flexible in behavior and communication when you have 20 something kids in your class. And especially to be able to have them all be <laughs> um, performing uh, in harmony, 
right? And then of course, individually speaking, even if you're building a business, you want to have that, that flexibility when you're communicating with clients. Because imagine if you're selling a program to someone and you're getting an objection, if you're asking questions and being curious, it allows you expand to be able to be flexible and navigate whatever objections come up. So it's important, you know, to, to be first be able to understand the difference between that force and that power, because when you're able to be flexible, it allows you to be more powerful in the impact of the communication, right? That's what, that's again, where we confuse force and power. Power implies there's an even more um, profound impact that is made and can be made with velocity. Force, again, there's so much resistance, but when you have power, you can have that impact and you can have that impact go deeper and you can have it happen quicker with less resistance. That would be power versus the force of having to push through resistance to get a result. And the difference between power and force is the amount of flexibility or fluency one has in the communication or the behavior, okay? So um, my invitation to you is to look in your life and look at where are you operating from force versus power? Where are you forcing solutions or forcing communications or forcing behaviors versus being flexible in the way that you manage that? And it's important that if you notice these, that you begin to think about how will you get the tools to expand your flexibility or your fluency of communication, your fluency, your emotional fluency and, and your emotional flexibility and your communication and your listening fluency and flexibility. Because it is those skills, those very subtle skills that we often overlook on a day-to-day -day basis that make the biggest impact. And that is why I do the work that I do, is to get into to, to have people um, get those nuanced skills that everyone else thinks makes no difference and to be able to have power in getting the results and having the impact that you want to have in whatever area of life you're having. So the, the, the trainings that I do in neurolinguistic programming and, and, and hypnosis and timeline therapy, the coach training that I do, you know, you can, you can have, co I think it's super valuable to have coach training, even if you're not going to be a coach, because the coaching relationship, the way people communicate and listen as a coach can be useful in whatever you're doing as a parent, as a leader, as a as a business person, as an educator, as a person who runs schools, as a principal, as a, an administrator, this, this, these skills of, of coaching are very valuable because in learning to coach, you also, and especially in the program and the, in the trainings that I teach and in, in the NLP trainings, you are really gaining that flexibility of listening, which gives you access 
to the flexibility of communication and behavior. And so um, that is what the, the, I do. That's what I teach in organizations. When I go and I talk about communication that transforms, I talk about expanding communication, flexibility, and fluency, expanding emotional um, flexibility, influencing, and expanding the the, the flexibility of listening so that you can you can actually respond in a more um, effective way. And in my individual trainings, the coach trainings, there's a whole host, it's a whole tool belt that's available, you know, when the person comes to the house to fix the stuff and I'm not a handy person. So <laughs> they have the tool belt. And sometimes the tool belt has very specific tools in it. And, you know, this, the training that you come and do with me, you get all these tools in the tool belt to be able to distinguish and pull out at any given time to get results that you want in your life. So I invite you, if you are committed to and want to, and you can see in, in these, um, in these conversations, you can see the benefit of this work, this, having this emotional um, flexibility and fluency, having this communication flexibility and listening flexibility. If you can see value in that, I invite you to schedule a call with me. So I want you to go, I want you to apply this, this, what we talked about, this power versus force. I want you to go and I want you to look into your life. We are using power. Where are you using force? Where could you have more flexibility? And, and I'd love for you to email me when you start to see this, um, reach out to me, message me on the platform. You know, my email is drmaisha at drmaisha.com or you can message me, message me directly on this the platform and let me know. And also share this episode with one other person in your life, a friend, a colleague, a family member, and, and especially um, share with them the results that you're seeing, the things that you're getting. Have a dialogue about that, right? And, 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 you know, if you like this, if you're, you know, enjoying these conversations, go ahead and make sure you subscribe. If, you know, go ahead and uh, press subscribe because this is how we can grow the impact. This is how we can get this message out to as many people as possible, right? So uh, this is it. This is what I wanted to leave you with today. And as always, I'm committed to seeing you empowered because for me, you are the bridge to the next generation of empowered and resilient leaders. You are the bridge to a new future. So have an amazing rest of the week and I will see you on the next episode. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode. I hope you digested our food for thought and will put it into action and use these tools to nourish your life in some way this week. Remember to like and subscribe and if you found this episode valuable, please pay it forward by sharing it with someone else. Also, I am clear that it is you, our listeners, who help us grow. So if you like this podcast, I'd love and appreciate if you tell us. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Finally, if you're interested in learning more about any of our mind remapping coaching, training, or workshops, or if you're interested in getting NLP, hypnosis, or timeline therapy certified, visit remapmymind.com. That's remapmymind.com and learn more about 
which programs might work for you, and even schedule a discovery call with me today. Now go and have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you on the next episode.